Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. This is another 12 days of the Comic Source episode. We're going to do something a little different here. I know mostly we uh, we talk about comics here, but uh, there is a mar uh, there is a mobile game, Marvel mobile game that's taking the the mobile gaming world by storm. It just won like best mobile game of the year or something like that. And it only came out like a few months ago. So anyway, it's called Marvel Snap. And joining me, I have a couple veterans of DC Legends, a couple of um, the members of the, the probably what you could consider the most successful alliance uh, joining me to talk about Marvel Snap as well. So um, let's go ahead and start uh, with some introductions. Uh, let's start with you, Luke. Hey, guys, I'm Luke. Um Veteran, obviously, to DC Legends. Anyone that knows the Court of Owls knows who I am. And I started playing Marvel Snap uh, the day it came out um, at Global Launch. I did not participate in the beta. And I I think the game's absolutely amazing. Does Marvel complete justice? And it uh, it's if you don't want to spend any money, you don't have to. You can... You can compete at any level, and it's quite a, it's very affordable. If you wanted to spend, it just speeds up you getting to play against much harder people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just makes it more difficult for yourself. That's the truth if you want to spend money. So um, I'm really happy to be on this podcast today. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for joining. Uh, how about you, Hate? I'm I'm Hate Mail. I'm also a member of the Court of Owls, and we, Lute and I, also host WRL Broadcast, which is a DC Legends podcast. And we've started branching off to a Marvel Snap one that we've slowly been pulling out. But um, I have to say, Marvel Snap is probably, as of right now, one of my favorite mobile games of all time. And I've only played it a couple months. It's just it's very fast. It's very fluid. It's made by the creators of Hearthstone, which I absolutely loved Hearthstone for a long time. It's just I fell out of it. And one of those games is hard to keep up with. And then it gets it's not an expensive game unless you haven't played several seasons. Then you have to catch up all the seasons. Where Marvel Snap, I, their monetization model is really good. I, it's funny because I see a lot of people on Reddit complaining about, like, the came out with a pack recently that was $30. Everybody's complaining that it's thirty dollars, not for good value. Like it, you don't really need to buy it. There's no reason to buy it, other than you cosmetics. And in the world of mobile gaming, if you're not a mobile gamer, thirty dollars is nothing. But I can understand if you just play console. It seems exorbitant. So. Yeah. Again, uh, to reiterate what Lou was saying, yeah, you don't really need to spend money. And and like he said, once you start spending money you you unlock cards and i'll go over the gameplay here in a second you unlock cards you move up in the the collection pool uh your collection list and then or the collection level and then you're playing harder players and all of a sudden like when i first started playing i was like this game is so easy i was winning like 90 upwards of 90 percent of my matches then yeah you get into toward the end of collection um level where your pool two is almost done and then all of a sudden <laughs> your your win percentage drops to yeah, if you're good maybe 60 percent. so it's kind of it's kind of interesting their their model um one of the things i did notice i had some people tell me yeah if you buy the the 30 pack to get the variant right now it's gambit and rogue um that you have access to those cards so i i went ahead and got one of the packs but i still don't have access to rogue and other people are saying oh yeah you, you do so you from should, what i read right? 
I didn't right. have either one when I bought it, and now I have both of them. Yeah, that's so weird. I don't know. Maybe I need to open a, a ticket. But anyway, we're going to talk a little bit about collection level and, and strategy here in a second. But just, just so everybody knows, this is how you play, right? So there is uh, upwards of 200 cards, 300 cards. They just recently, in an update, did pool four and five. But when you start off your collection level, there's pool one, has a set number of cards. And as you progress, you start with a certain you know, number of base cards. And, and as you win, you upgrade those cards. You upgrade the way those cards look, not, not their function. They function the same way every time, but you upgrade the way those cards look. And as you upgrade the way the cards look, you climb up this ladder called the collection level and you unlock more cards. So you're forced to cosmetically upgrade your cards to then unlock more cards. And once you unlock everything from pool two, you go to pool or pool one, you go to pool two. Once you unlock everything from pool two, you go to pool three. It becomes much harder to get the cards. They're further up, further away up the ladder once you get into pool three. And they just recently uh, released pool four and five. So that's how you get the cards. So what you play is there's three random locations. One is revealed on turn one, second on turn two, third on turn three. There's the game, like Hate said, it's very short. There's only six turns. You start turn one with one energy up to turn six when you have six energy, assuming no cards or locations change that it could take energy away or make things cost more or, or make things cost less uh, but you play cards at these locations you can play up to four cards at each location and each card has a cost an energy cost and uh and a power level and at the end of the game whoever controls the most locations in terms of power wins the game uh if there's a tie at a location you each control one other location then it goes to total power so it's very simple it's a very simple concept to understand uh, and it's very fun and addicting to play um, and anybody can play it. But the strategy, you know, it gets kind of tough once you start playing the, t- the tough players. And there's there's is a uh, a good amount of luck because these locations are random. These three locations are random what they do. And yeah, as I said, one reveal on turn one, second location, turn two, uh, last location on turn three. And it can completely alter your game or sometimes it just takes one location that is completely opposite of what your deck does. Uh, and you'll lose. There's just, and then there's matchups, a little bit of rock, paper, scissors. Um, so I know you're pretty high in collection level loot. So what's been your experience as you, as you leveled up and you know what I was talking about with the matches getting harder and, and such. So I'm at collection level 3,542. So high. Um, yes. so high. I'm not even to a thousand. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I go fast. I'm I'm absolutely a mobile game whale and I completely whaled to get here. And it's 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 really difficult to whale in this game because they limit you on what you can buy. Um, It's very limited, actually, and you can only buy a certain amount of credits per day. So. If there was an unlimited amount of credits per day, I'd probably would have already completed the entire collection. Um, but they do limit you, which I, I kind of like um, because it it's helpful to keep my spends lower. Um, and what I found, so I'm I have one card left in pool three, and I'm now. I can't even get that one card. Now I'm pulling pool four cards. <laughs> so I've got one card left. It's debris. And I actually want that card. I really want to use debris because it's got some, some pretty fun niche decks I can make. Um, I was planning on doing something with hazmat and Luke cage. 
There's so a lot was, of silver it, server decks that use debris too that I've yeah, used. It, absolutely. There's a lot of decks now that use debris. It's a really good card. And I, I just for whatever reason I I can't I can't get it. <laughs> um I started pulling other cards. Now I've got Titania and I've got um other pool four cards and I average about I, you were totally right. They do go further apart the higher you go. So now it takes it's twelve. Uh, it's twelve of every every cat every uh, card unlock potential node is now twelve uh, collection level apart. Wow! So it, it's quite a bit. Um, it does. I think this is the max. I don't think it goes higher than twelve. Um, if it does, I didn't get there yet. Um, but I probably would say I get at least one card a day. Now I'm getting like one card a day. On an occasion, I'll get two cards a day. Now, yeah. of that one card, it might not be a new card. I might get a variant artwork card, uh, which is totally possible um, because the chances of you pulling a card, any card, variant or not variant, in these collector reserves is 25%. Yeah. Which I, is it considerably really lower. I feel like it really gave an advantage to the people that got a chance to play beta uh, because this change, this collection uh, cash that, that Lute's talking about is a new, something new they implemented. And when they did it, they also inter introduced a new uh, currency called um, collection tokens. So now in the shop, there's one card. I think you get a new card like every eight hours or something that you can use collection tokens to buy. So you can buy a specific card that you want. And if you don't have enough tokens at the time, you can pin it there until you have enough tokens and then buy it. Um and I liked that idea when they first announced it, but being that now they changed pool three to further apart and you have these collection caches and sometimes you get something in those caches other than a card, you could get gems or you can get, or whatever they're called, gold, I guess it's You called. can get gold, yeah. you can get credits, right. you can get an avatar, you can get a title, or if you're really lucky, you, you pull a card. A card. Yeah, I, I, so I kind of... I, I think I th I thought it was going to be a better idea than it is. And I think the reason for that is that that length of time. So oftentimes in my shop, I'll get a card that I, I have no desire. I have no desire to want. And I, I got to wait eight hours to see another card that I might not want. You know, so I, I'm seeing three <laughs> new cards a day. And the pool is pools three is like, what, 70 cards? Something it's like very that. big. Yeah. So I'll give you an example of what's in my shop. And. I've pinned it. It's now been pinned for over a week. Um, it's Super Scrawl. Oh, Super cool. Scrawl is a pool, is a Series 5 card. It costs 6,000 collector tokens. Yeah, I'm at 800 collector tokens. <laughs> so I'm thinking maybe by like February or March, mm -hmm. I should be able to get this card. But you know what? I'm not unpinning it. Yeah, well, that's you know, I've, I've actually had um, pull four cards showing up in my thing because I had She-Hulk. I almost it's totally random, bud. Yeah, you can yeah. get series five, series three. Like it, it'll just if I were to unpin this, it'll just be totally random. Like it. Well, now that I only have one series three card left, it'll either be that one card or it'll be a series three or four. Uh, a I four even or had five super. Card. I had Super Scroll in there too, but it was like six thousand credits, and I didn't want yeah. to spend. 
Yeah, it's 6,000 collector tokens. And yeah. I maybe, maybe get 100 collector tokens per day. Maybe. If I'm lucky, sometimes I get nothing. Yep. The only yeah, reason I have a bunch is from buying the Apocalypse thing. So. Well, yeah, I used about- mine on other cards. I bought She-Hulk. Actually, I bought I've, had, I've had a lot hmm. of Peel 5 because I've had Super Scroll and Shuri show up in my shop already. Oh yeah, Mania. I've had them all. Yeah, yeah. Those Agent Coulson. Yeah, the pool four and five are are pretty small, um, so that yeah. might be part of part of the oh, reason. If you see Maria Hill in the token shop, very good card. Yeah, you, Maria that Hill card is- enables certain decks. Coulson is also a great card, but Maria Hill really enables some good decks. I highly recommend you grab her. I don't have her yet. I really want her. But yeah, now that I'm cost, in pool there's, four. There's, there's so many pool three that I need. That, um, Yeah, I think I've only bought one card myself, which was um, Kingpin. But he was only a I, thousand. So, yeah, Kingpin, I'm trying to be a fun card. Playing with love. Magneto, and that's just dirty. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be very judicious with with what I buy. But what's interesting is once once you pin something like like you said, Lou, especially for an extended period of time, it's like an investment. It's a, you know, even though you haven't spent anything on it yet, it's an investment. So now to change it, it'd be like God, you wasted the uh, you know the opportunity cost of all the other cards you you know could have had cycle through there. Um, now I want to mention something about the collector tokens, and Hate Mail just said something before that was like. Really important. And I think it's Marvel. Um, I don't. What's the name of the studio that makes the game? Uh, second, second dinner. Second dinner. I think second dinner is. I think they are looking at the monetization system now, and I think they're playing around and they're seeing. I think they're really trying to see what people are willing to buy versus not willing to buy versus what people thinks a good deal. Like, I think they're really testing the waters right now um, because it, they've got new packs coming out. Right. So that apocalypse cap uh, pack was, I think it was about 90 us dollars. Um, but in there was so much good stuff. It was like 9,000 credits or 9,500 credits. It had a ton of collector tokens, like 3000 or something like that. And it had an avatar and a card variant. It was a really good pack. Now, the latest pack that just came out was this Rogue and Gambit pack for $29.99 US dollars. That was two variants, an avatar, two avatars and 1,500 credits. I didn't buy it. I didn't think it was worth it. But there is one more pack coming out this year. Um, looking for the uh, article. There's actually a couple. And so. no, there. Well, there was one oh. specific that I wanted to mention. So the one specific has collector tokens. Not a lot. I think it's like 1500 collector tokens. But you know what? 1500 is kind of a lot right now. Yeah. So that one looked interesting to me. All the other ones were like this Gambit and Rogue pack that are coming out. And I think they're really playing around to see what people are willing to spend on and what they're not. So I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to add more packs in the future like this. Uh, I think the Apocalypse, Apocalypse pack by far 
had the greatest value and it was an easy ninety dollars to to spend because it was so worth it. Yeah, I think people maybe didn't realize um, how rare these collect collector tokens would be uh, or collection tokens, whatever they're called. Um, but I I do want to talk a little more about about spending and uh, for you, hate I you were we were talking the other day. You were saying that you you're constantly maxed on the the tokens, the credits that you use to upgrade your cards. And I was, I was kind of blown away by that. Cause I, I mean, that's the way you climb the ladder. So as soon I can't as get getting, enough. Yeah. As soon as I'm getting credits, I'm, I'm spending them. And I, so, and the only thing I ever spend uh, gems on is just to unlock more missions. That's the way you get credits. Everybody, so you, you complete these missions. So you'll get new missions, I think every six hours or so, but you can, and again, it's limited. You can spend gold to unlock missions sooner. You can have up to six missions going at a time. And as soon as I complete those, I, I, you know, load up on six more until I'm, until I, it doesn't let me buy anymore. And then you have to wait. Yeah. That's totally. exactly what I do. And I am always at the cap always. And you, wait, they you, just raised the cap, you know, to. Yeah. I'm to, over. Yeah. I, I was sitting at 15,000 after I bought the apocalypse one. And then what? I finally, I finally got down to 10,000, but now I can't finish collect my missions or my upgrades because I'm capped on credits again. Wait a second. What are you doing that you're not spending these credits? Why aren't you spending them? Because I I don't know. I don't get enough things to upgrade my cards. Enough like, boosters? Ah, uh, I know I why. You're, I, I know your issue. What's that? You're not playing enough. That could be. I mean, I, so, I, I'm at the same mail. They, here's the deal. Here's how the, the game is actually designed. So pick your deck, right? And then you really just got to just play, right? I and every I every single match, long, you get a ton much. of boosters, right? Yeah. And then you on you keep, basically, you max out the card, you infinity it, and then you just start all over again on the same card. Yeah, you split it. You split the card. You split Maybe the card. You, yeah. Yeah. I started different. yesterday at... Um, PVP level 20, I think it was, because I hadn't played much in during the week. And then yesterday I played all day and got to 32, and I'm still capped over 10,000 credits. But yeah. are you splitting your cards? I I just split. I was able to split two. I fi finally got to where I could split some. I kept are you switching not decks. using the same deck? No, I've been switching decks regularly because that's what people on reddit said to do because they said ask me if i was using the same decks too long and i said yes so i kept switching up the decks i was using yeah i, I, I would have just stick with maybe two decks that you switch between um yeah i had like five it, different silver surfer decks i've been using <laughs> <laughs> so yeah here's i i switch between two decks that are wildly different and the reason for that is because i feel like when you get to when you play a certain deck, you get matched up against certain other types of decks and you see the same locations over and over. So I want to, if I get on a you know streak where I'm losing two or three with the same deck, you got to change it up. Yeah. I'll, I'll swap it up. So I'm playing an, an ongoing deck. That's got Wong and uh, Wong. white tiger and iron heart and Odin. And I, I want Wong so yeah, bad. It, it, it's pretty hard to lose with that deck. If you, if you get uh iron heart, Wong, uh, White Tiger and Odin in the same lane, you you literally cannot cannot lose. Uh, and then the other deck I'm playing is a Destroyer deck, which is is pretty cool. It's a lot more fun. Professor X has has become a favorite card of mine to lock down a lane, and then you drop Destroyer at the end, and they usually don't see it coming. So those are the two that I've been 
playing a lot, but man, last night I went on kind of a, I almost lost like 10 levels. Um, when I lost eight was, levels last night, yeah, I was flopping back and forth and it just, it didn't matter. And it got me thinking about a couple of cards that I think are far too powerful need to be changed and or banned that we'll talk about in a second. But, uh, you mentioned you're playing a bunch of different silver surfer decks, which is a new card. Um, I love kind of, silver surfer. Yeah. It's so much fun. Like I have it's amazing. Um, I'm using a Patriot. I finally got Patriot last early this morning. And then I was running a Patriot Silver Surfer deck that's doing super well. It's like yeah, I saw a few of those before. with with Wong. So they're dropping. I don't have Wong yet. Yeah, and he's boosting boosting everybody. What are the two decks that you're flipping between, Luke? I am using. Well, I just started a new strategy today. Um, so the the new deck that I'm using today comes from King Arthur in our Discord. And he has this theory that if you run this deck, it's going to play you against people that only have pool two cards. Hmm. And if that's true, I've got a chance to really demolish everybody. That deck has multiple pool three cards. I'm not sure about that one. Well, that's, but he's had some serious success with this deck and he's even higher than me. And last season, Admittingly, I didn't make it to uh, infinite. I was one level short. I made it to 99 and then I ran out of time. Um, so th- this deck apparently only puts you up against these really low power decks. And I really want to hit infinite. So I'm trying that it's uh, it's Wong, Black Panther, Ironheart, Odin. It's white tiger it's basically the deck you were just talking about jace yeah, yeah. um solid although i don't have Black in mind he might be somebody that i should look at kind of curious yeah so i'm i'm really trying to kick some butt with this deck and i'm hoping that it works i also use an ultram deck an ultram an ultron deck which is ultron patriot uh kazar blue blue marvel mystique um really fantastic deck i love i I love playing against that deck because it 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 loses quite badly to um to the destroyer deck i play but i'm most of the time uh if i don't draw professor x is key to beating that deck you lock down a location they can't add any more then yeah it's it's pretty much game over um but yeah i i didn't hit infinite either i kind of the same thing last time i got there was maybe 10 days left in the season and I was cruising along, got right up to 72 without a problem. And then, man, I had one night where I went from 60 or 72 all the way down to like 63 and then battled my way back. And that was right around the time I hit pool three. And then I just, yeah, I got busy with holiday stuff and I wasn't able to to finish. And I think I ended up at like 75 or 76. So it's kind of, it's kind of tough. And like I said, when you get, uh, when you get high up there, it becomes much tougher because everybody's a you know a much more solid player and they have more more powerful cards. Everybody that I was playing at the very end, every single one of them already finished. Yeah. They all had the the the, the, the back the card. variant yeah. uh, card back of Black Panther. They, they everybody had the spear, and I was just like, the game just does not want me to get there. Yeah, it's and, not, and it's, that's a whole nother thing. I think the game has these built in. Um, I think it like 
matches you against people that like it doesn't think you can beat. Yeah, I mean, it takes so take for match from game matching, it takes into account your collection level, your win percentage over the you know recent past, and then also um, there was one other thing trying to remember maybe your rank your yeah your season rank it takes into account those three things so yeah the more you win the tougher it becomes and at some point it's kind of like a coin flip you know all things being equal who's who who are the locations going to favor and that's assuming everybody has all the cards like right now i'm losing to decks because i just simply don't don't have the cards and i know that's what you were struggling with as well like so i'm losing to death a lot this week with kind of the hot locations, which hot locations are locations that show up more frequently over a 48 hour period. And you'll, you know what they are, they tell you. Um, and then you can kind of, sometimes it, it, they really favor one style of deck or, or another. So yeah, it gets, it gets really frustrating um, because it, that luck factors in. Um, I keep track of my, there's a couple different apps out there. You can keep track. Uh, if you go to snap.fan, uh, they have a, uh, a little app that you put on your phone and it tracks everything. And then you, you can view your stats on the website. And then I think marvelsnapzone.com, which is another site that I go to frequently. Uh, they, I think they have one as well, uh, but I haven't looked at their app. But you can definitely track if you're big nerds at it like we are and you want to know how well you're doing. But that's what I noticed. Like once you get into pool three, my win percentage, it's right around like 52, 53% for all time. Um, because yeah, it gets, it gets where players are good. Cards are powerful and man, sometimes there's nothing you can do to, uh, to salvage a match. So it's a, uh, it's frustrating. Um, but I do think I mentioned earlier, I do think there are a few cards that are too powerful that, um, I think need to be changed and or removed from the game. Um, do you have any thoughts on that hate mail before I mention which ones I think are just too I'm good? I'm going to guess one of them's probably leader. I actually don't have, I love when people play leader against me because they usually play it on the last turn and I'm playing destroyer. And so destroyer destroys all the, your other cards. If you yeah. don't have any way to protect them. So a lot of times when people play leader against me and I play destroyer, it's they it's game over. It helps me out quite a bit. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really seen one. I think is OP yet. Like, uh, I mean, Wong is probably the closest thing to it. Hmm. What about you, Lou? You know what, though? Wong is easy to counter. Yeah. Do you have any? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. I can... just totally got messed up. I think Wong's easy to counter, so he doesn't bother me. If I'd say if there was an OP card in the game. Uh, I, you know, I don't think there is one at the moment. So I think Sarah is far too powerful. She reduces the cost. So there's a location that reduces the cost of all cards by one, which is great. Um, lets you do some crazy combos. But Sarah reduces it just for the person that that plays Sarah. And that I, people are playing like four and five cards on the sixth turn. Um, yeah, that's true. And if you, you pair her with Mr. Negative and maybe even Mystique, you're you're playing the rest of your deck. Yeah, exactly. And and the, the, th- the whole thing about the way the game works is if you know the there's only one turn left. There's people have limited options of what, what they can do. You can kind of see what's coming, but when someone just holds their whole hand pretty much for the whole game and then drops Sarah on turn five, and then their whole rest of their hand on turn six, I don't know. It just feels extremely unfair to me uh, because you can't do anything to counter it. Cause that's, you know, 
if you're holding your card, so the, the way the game works in terms of who reveals cards first, it's who's ever winning the most locations when the turn starts. So if they're not playing any cards, they're they're not going first. You reveal, you know, your final turn plays on turn six, and then they reveal theirs and they've dropped four or five cards and there's nothing you can do. It's just like an, I win, I win, I win. Um, and the other card that's like that is Galactus. Um, Galactus, he costs five. He destroys the other two locations. Um, and again, you don't know it's coming and you play out. I don't have that yet. And then I faced it. Yeah. And I, I have yet to face Galactus and win. Like they, I won three out of four times. I just got lucky. Yeah. Lucky. Just pure luck. Yeah. Here's the thing that, that happens every time I've played against Galactus, there is a card called death, which has very high power of 12 and it, but it costs nine. You can't even play it regularly because you only have six power or or six energy on the final turn, but she costs one less for every card destroyed. So you drop Galactus, you've destroyed a bunch of cards and locations. So she's basically free. And so then they'll drop like, you know, they've, they've got Galactus. There's only one location left. You have whatever cards you have there. And then they'll drop like Hulk and uh, and death on turn six or um, America Chavez, which is nine power and and death on, on turn. That's that's 24 power with Galactus is three in one location on one turn. Um, yeah, it feels it feels way too, too powerful to me. So um but that's just me. If you guys haven't haven't faced it or you've you've managed to win, hey man, I give you all the credit in the world. Um, I have not been able to beat. I've uh, never had Galactus to face Galactus, that. thankfully. Um, so that's I've been fortunate there. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I'm not sure how. Yeah, I'm not sure how to beat it. I what I kind of think is they need to make it where certain cards um, like armor or um, or Professor X, typically if cards are supposed to be destroyed, they're protected by those um, by those cards. So I think they need to have, have that apply. That would weaken Galactus a little bit. It would give him a, a weakness because right now he doesn't have one. So well, the good thing is, is I've seen they you... already did. I'm sorry. They already did a, a, a micro nerfs yep. in the last update. So, thankfully they're you know yeah they're paying attention when cards i think are played a lot um they're paying attention so when, loot you just happen to have a high power at those galactus locations Is- yeah it just it just worked out i don't even remember what my win condition was but i got lucky yeah again tough to beat um and their decks obviously built and they know it's coming and you don't and that's that's part of i mean that that's any any deck you play you you plan it out um there there is some strategy there are uh, certain decks where you kind of doesn't matter what your opponent does you're trying to just set up a certain sequence of cards and others are a little more interactive so do you have a, a preference hate you, you prefer to play more control and react to what your opponent does or you just want to get your combo off um i get i'm kind of all over the place i i right now the most fun i'm having is running the silver surfer deck combined with Patriot. So I have two different win conditions with that. And then I have a couple of methods like Polaris to move around enemy cards or, you know, things I can, uh, and I have Cosmo to stop reveals from happening. You know, 
and I think an easy counter to Galactus, you know, if you find you're running into him a lot, is he has to be the only card there. So if I guess it's the the so yeah, never mind. I was thinking if the enemy was there, but it's only it's you could make it so yourself. Yeah, it's only your cards. So yeah, I could I could see where that's really difficult. I thankfully haven't had to face them yet, but. Yeah, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, that doesn't seem that great. And there are a few times I played against him um, before I got to pool three where, you know, it was a situation where he randomly showed up either through Agent 13 or just whatever location that is where each each player gets a random card. And and it, it wasn't a big deal then because um, the decks that I was facing that, that got them weren't b- based around him. But now that the, I'm facing the ones that are based around him. Yeah, it's it's tough. I played one the other night where they had Sarah and Galactus and Death and something else crazy, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, what? I do have Sarah, so my combo on many many matches is running Sarah, then I run Patriot, then I run Mystique, and then I do Silver Surfer, and that a lot of times can swing a match. And oh, yeah. the opponent has already snapped. They're like, "Oh, I got this." <laughs> yeah, I want to talk you know. about I want to talk about snapping in a, in a second, but. Um, what about you, Lou? What's your play style? You prefer to to interact, or you just want to get your combo off? I do both. Um, some decks I run, I actually title them frustrate, like frustration, uh, where my goal is to just piss off my my foe. And then there's other decks that um, my goal is to just bang out as much power as I can. I find that the Silver Surfer decks is what I can really put out the maximum output right now. Um, so, you know, it, uh, it it varies. I really, I try and keep it interesting for myself. So, like, I do both. It's either high power or control, one of the two. And usually when I lose a lot of games in a row, I'll switch to the other variant. I'll go like control for a few games and then I'll probably get my ass kicked a few times. And then I'll move over to uh, high damage output. I'll win three. And then the next game I'll get slaughtered. <laughs> and um, there's one card out there that's like really OP right now that you run with Silver Surfer and I don't have it and it's Bast. And... Oh my God! If your enemy has Bast and they're running a Silver Surfer deck, you you might as well just retreat because you're gonna lose. Uh, it makes every single card in your hand a three cost card. Yeah. So Silver so, Surfer. So good, good luck. Boost. Yeah, we'll boost every <laughs> every card. I played a, a a deck against somebody the other day that had Bast, and they they, uh, they I think pretty sure they played Sarah because they oh and they played Mister Negative. So then they dropped like oh yeah. Yeah, they dropped like Mystique and Ironheart and, and oh, and they had Wong. They played Wong and I think it was all in the last <laughs> turn. They played like Wong, Ironheart, Silver Because of Mr. Negative. You flip, yeah. the, you flip them around and then yeah. a lot of times what yeah, they happens cost zero. is you get zero cost cards. Yeah, so he dropped yeah, Sur- Surfer on. Yeah, he dropped Ironheart. I run Ironheart. a Surfer negative deck, yeah. but I don't have Bast. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. It was like he all his locations were like 70. Because he dropped all those cards on like the last turn and then dropped Silver Surfer. So he went off twice. So yeah, that was, that was brutal. Um, but yeah, we, the, the games we mentioned, it's called Marvel Snap. The reason it's called that is because you can snap and your opponent can snap, you know, taking the, 
the uh, terminology from from uh, Thanos and uh, Avengers Infinity War Endgame, all that stuff. Uh, and so basically a match is only worth two um, cubes, two cosmic cubes. So you're basically, it's like poker, right? Like you're betting one and they're betting one. But if you want to like double down, for example, I'm mixing my metaphor poker and blackjack metaphors but you can double the amount of tokens that you're risking and at that point your opponent can as well so instead of being worth only two if you double it that makes it four and then they double it that makes it eight um and so you're each risking a lot more cosmic cubes and that's how you uh, climb up in rankings by winning these cubes and each 10 ranks um you get a, a prize. you can get an avatar or a variant it just depends on on the season um so it takes uh, 10 cubes, if I'm not mistaken, 10 cubes to go up one level and then 10 levels to, to go up and hit, you know, 40, 50, 60, that kind of thing. So at, in the beginning, I was snapping all the time because I was winning all the time. And then as it's gone on, now I pretty much only snap if I'm, I'd say, 90% that I'm going to going to win the match um because it if you lose levels it it can be hard to uh to regain them so do you hey do you have a strategy for when you snap and when you don't i usually i usually wait until i see something that happens to them that gives me an edge like um you know if i see they're using like a destruction deck and then one of the locations shows up as armor or something like that i'll just automatically snap but i try to wait to snap till the very end when it looks like they're going to win and I have a good combo in my hand because I don't want to screw myself and not, you know, lose the snap, but I also don't want them to back out. So I try to get them to commit as much as they can. So I get the full eight points. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I've, I've noticed that recently. A lot of times I'm not snapping till turn five and when I have the match one and then it, they just bail. And you only, you do have the option to retreat everybody. If you, you know, even if you're risking a certain amount, it won't go up, right? If I snap and the matches were two and I snap, now next turn you're going to lose four if you hang around. But if you're losing, you can bail at that moment and, and it won't go up. You'll just lose the two or the one. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it, there's something to be said for not being too conservative and taking a taking a chance. Uh, what about you? What's your snap uh, strategy, Luke? I think rule of thumb is you really want to snap by the latest – turn four if you snap on six it there's 75 percent chance that they're gonna bail yeah um if they look like they have a if you think that you know what deck they're using um they might stay because if they're using like it's pretty obvious if they're using like a spectrum or destroyer deck so like if you think that you know what it is you've got a good shot of them staying. So yeah, there's, there's always, that I wouldn't unknown. swap. I wouldn't snap past four, like end of turn, like by turn four, if you're not going to snap, don't snap. Cause they'll just bail. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. That's probably this problem that I'm having is I'm, I'm not snapping soon enough. Oftentimes I get so excited when I have a match in hand, I I'm just playing as fast as I can. And I don't think about snapping until, and then you have, of course, those times where, I'm playing and I'm not giving it my full attention and I'm snapping when I meant to retreat or um, hit end turn without playing a card instead of hitting retreat. Um, 
but that's also when I'm playing, you know, again, I mentioned the addictive nature. There's times where I, you know, at three in the morning, I'm still playing. Like I need to just go to sleep. What am I doing? That's the other thing. So I do the same thing. And I find that my, my loss rate when I'm tired is significantly higher than when I feel good, like that when I'm awake and I feel good and I'm paying attention. Um, yeah. Plus, when you play late into the night like that, it's against the other hardcore guys. <laughs> Everybody's. Yeah. Really and you're in. really you're playing against people that are like sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Well, that's that's where I'm lucky. And I'm old and go to bed early and play early and play early. And, yeah. Playing it. Yeah, well, one other like, thing about Wong is if you're going to snap, maybe do it before you put Wong down, because a lot of times when I snap and I'm using Wong and I, I'll put Wong down and then snap. It's like auto retreat. And yeah. you know what? I do the same thing if I don't. If they put Wong down, but it's my turn first, that's OK. I'll throw Cosmo down and I'll stay, Yeah, you know, and then I know I can win because that's their whole strat. They'll mm-hmm. put Wong down. Then we'll do something like White Tiger or Black Panther or Ironheart and Odin. And you're like or Silver Surfer. And you're, you're like, oh, my God, I just completely got not only did I lose, but like I lost by like 90 in yeah. each location. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so yeah. that's just Wong. Yeah, Wong. That's Wong. Yeah, that's just Wong. Yeah. But again, now, I highly is... recommend Wong only costs, just so everybody knows, it's 1,000 collector tokens. 1,000 collector tokens is fairly reasonable. Um, you can get that. It, it's achievable when you're talking about Series 5 and 6,000. And you only got a hundred tokens. You're like, oh my god, yeah. this is just, this is going to take me a year. Yeah, so, Wong is definitely fun, but he does. Yeah. You're right, he does. I mean, Cosmo counters him, and also um, Professor X counters him because you lock down that location. Like, there's plenty of times. That's true. With my, yeah, with my destroyer deck, they drop Wong on turn four, and again, I'm going first on turn five. I so I drop Professor X, and they just quit because they can't win. I mean, if you can't activate your Wong with you know either white tiger or iron heart or or whoever then it's like they they have no chance so they'll usually just uh quit so uh anyway it's been great chatting marvel snap with you guys it's a really fun game i do recommend it completely different from anything else out there right now i mean uh hate mentioned hearthstone that's probably the closest that there is to um there's a there's snap. another game that's kind of like it um based off witcher i can't think of the name of it right now it's kind of has a little bit of similarities. There's a few card games that are kind of close, but it is definitely a unique spin with the three locations. That's completely new. Yeah. Yep. And the fact that they're random, I, I think that that's what gives everybody a, a fighting chance. And, and it's, again, it's an easy game to pick up. There are some intricacies that are harder to master, but you can be competitive um, by just picking it up and, and, you know, match takes five minutes, maybe um, sometimes a little more if your opponent's slow, but Definitely less than 10 minutes, so you can grab a quick match here or there, and uh, it's a heck of a lot of fun. So uh, as we're closing out here, uh, these guys mentioned they do their DCL podcast. So, hey, why don't you let everybody know, um, if you're curious about DC Legends, which is another really fun mobile game, uh, where can they find the podcast? Um, You can find us anywhere. Just type in WROL Broadcast. We're on YouTube. We're on every medium for podcasts you can think of. So we're easy to find if you play DC Legends or interested in a DC turn-based fighting game. So pretty fun game. I've been a little little bored of it lately, to be honest with you. But yeah, same. (laughs) Marvel still chugging along. Yeah, yeah. Snaps been taken. So we're we're probably going to start regularly 
podcasting on about Marvel Snap. I think there's when we first entertained the idea, there was nobody. But it seems like this game's so popular, it's the the content creators for this game seem to be coming out of the woodworks. So yeah, um, it's so funny too. I see so on on social media, I follow a bunch of comic creators, obviously, uh, and longtime listeners of Comic Source will know that they come on, they chat about comics and whatnot. Even there, even comic creators are are talking about marvel snap which i think is just really fun such a crossover of uh of genre they've, they've done a good job of matching the characters abilities to the characters yeah, yeah so they that, really, that part they really, really have cool yeah they really have which again going back to these cards that i'm talking about band like galactus i mean he should be really powerful he's galactus so you know maybe for that reason maybe they shouldn't change him but man he's annoying to face but uh, anyway, that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. I appreciate you listening as always in this holiday season. I sh- certainly want to wish everybody happy holidays, whatever it is you celebrate, Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever. Hope it's a joyous time with uh, with your family. So thanks for spending a little bit of uh, your time with us today. And thanks to Loot and Hate Mail for joining me and talking uh, some Marvel Snap. Uh, and with that being said, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you. That was great. Yeah, let me, where'd my mouse go? There we go. I'll have to come. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes, as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.